Y'all's. <laughs> we are back with another episode of R&B. Hi, guys. Welcome back to R&B Podcast. We were just catching up on like what we were talking about during our week and stuff, and we just realized that... We've just been drunk. And like doing stuff since October. Since like, October? Yeah, I feel like it hasn't stopped, like, stopped since October. Once we went to that Halloween party, that was the beginning. And then well, it just, for like, you. Yeah. Because I was still in school at that point. Mm-hmm. But... I can confidently say that, like, from last month, like, December, yeah, I, um, <laughs> it's been quite a ride. Quite the ride. It's just so weird because previously, or, like, you know, years previously, I always had my birthday and my, like, the, our core friend group always had their birthday, too. Mm-hmm. But now, like, the friend group has, like, expanded. expanded. Yeah. So now we added these people in and... It's really weird and insane how many people have their birthdays at the end of the year. No, at the beginning of the year. Because everyone's born in January. And December. Yeah, December and January. Yeah. Well, I feel like more so January. Mm-hmm. Because you had you and Dylan's birthday was in December. But anyways, wow. I, I knew that lots of people were born in September, but bitch, January <laughs> is when a lot of people are born. And like, I hate to say this, but I'm so fucking tired of it. Yeah, dude, like... It's so weird because once it first starts, I'm always, like, so happy because I'm like, oh, this is my favorite time of the year. Everyone's, like, you know, doing their thing. We're going to start celebrating everybody. It's just something to, like, look forward to, especially with, like, the year that we had recently. There just wasn't too much to, like, look forward to. But I was, like, super happy that to, like, get that time started or whatever. And now that we're coming down to the end of it, I'm like, somebody help me. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, I think you... Have you been doing more? In terms of what? In terms of, like... Going places and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have I been, but have it's been. it's it's because of like the, the birthdays, yeah, and the stuff. birthdays, and my one of my friends are still getting married. So and oh I'm a part yeah, of all of your friends have been getting married. Yeah, and yeah. I've been like a part of. I'm either at the wedding or I'm in the wedding. You're so popular. <laughs> so it's one of those things that I've never had a friend group where like. Everybody's birthday is celebrated, you know. Like and sometimes they, they all do it so extravagant. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like we're going to dinner. We're having, like, you know, drinks. Where... It's like a three-day experience. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I would say it's a definitely a good problem to have because, I mean, there's some people right. who, like... Don't have plans ever. Yeah, yeah, and they can't find anybody to ever go out with them or, like, do anything. But I know, which is so crazy to me because, like, this is going to sound so bad, but, like, I'm tired of people inviting me places. <laughs> like, sometimes I'm just like, please, no one text me today. Like, I just want to fucking lay down. Deadass. And then they're like... W-I-D. And it's like, it's weird because I'm like, it's not even that I'm meeting new people and like going out to meet new people or whatever. It's literally just all the friends I've always been like Mm. friends with. But anyways, y'all, in terms of the week, like I said, we had lots of birthdays. Um, Josh had a 90s themed per- birthday so that was lit like somebody came dressed up as like reptar they had like fruit roll-ups the they, brownies yeah. with the sprinkles cassie did it so yeah. good cassie freaking went all out yeah. so it was really cool to i like parties but i like it when like people are like oh this is like the theme and we're doing this and then you show up and it's like all the way themed out like it's one of those things that if you show up looking normal it makes it seem like it's weird. I like those types of parties. So, you know, like, when people are like, oh, we're having a great gassy party, and everybody comes, like, wearing headbands, and you're like, Oh, That's like, it. just super basic? Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone's outfits look different, which I thought was cool, because yeah. I thought they might all kind of look similar, but everyone had, like, a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the party was really fun, and um, 
I showed up to the party five hours late. <laughs> five <laughs> hours late. It was still popping though. Yeah, literally. Because you're like, I'm not sure how much longer it's gonna go on. Because like, it's so weird. It's like with with parties, like we they have go so, for so long. Yeah, but we have so many people that like people can leave, and there's still enough people to make it still like a thing. You yeah. know? Because you know, once you enough people leave, to the point where it's like only four or three, then the party's like over. Done, yeah. yeah. So when you were asking me like, oh, is it still going or whatever? There was like six of us. So once like you and but your when I got there, there was way more than that. Yeah. So did people I think come people back? Came or back. Yeah, people came back. Oh, I have no idea, but. I mean, obviously, like, we've been to Josh and Cassie's party before, and they start early, and they end late. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. (laughs) There was still plenty of time and, like, fun to be had. But, I mean, it was definitely good to, like, it was his big 30. So, you know, it was good to, like, celebrate such a big birthday. Yeah, so it was one of those things that it was, like, a milestone. So I'm happy that he enjoyed himself, and I was happy that I was able to, like, be there for him. Also, Mitch's birthday, pretty much the same day. Let's give him a little shout-out, too. (laughs) Not that he listens. (laughs) (laughs) Deadass. But other than that, I mean, I don't think I've done too much else for this week. I mean, same. I'm I've been... gearing up to leave. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of nervous about it. Not not in terms of like the whole like COVID thing. It's just the whole traveling thing in general. What do you mean? Because uh, Josh's bachelor party is going to be in uh, Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that like getting on a plane, freaking going and like doing stuff and trying to be like sanitary and stuff like that. Because I want to make sure I'm like. Well, you said safe. it wasn't about COVID. Mm, yeah, okay, so it is about COVID. <laughs> I guess it is. Which yeah. it should be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's like the party's not even stopping because you have Josh's, ba- oh my gosh, Josh's <laughs> bachelor party this week, and then my sister's 30th birthday <laughs> is February 2nd, and then Josh and Cassie get married that month too. <laughs> <laughs> It I'm never like, ends. at some point in this, I need to start studying for my NCLEX. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like such a piece of shit. I'm like, I've been graduated for like a month now. Like it's, yeah, like a month and a week maybe. And have not studied one bit. And everyone from my class is like, oh, like, so they, I couldn't even take the test right now if I wanted to. That's mm-hmm. why I think I don't feel super inclined to study for it. But everyone's been complaining that they're like taking forever to process people's transcripts and like this and that. And meanwhile, I'm like... You're like, y'all, I'm trying to take a break. I'm like, <laughs> we, but but did we graduate? <laughs> um, I guess it, the main thing for you is that you have a job where you're making like good money. So other mm-hmm. people probably feel the pressure. They of, don't like, have any jobs. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, I need to pay off what I just freaking went to school for. I need yeah. to start like working, you know? I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Um, so totally understandable. But I'm like out here living my best life. <laughs> living my best life is definitely... I honestly wouldn't have it any other way <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely like good to not I wouldn't, I wouldn't say go back to normal but it's good to like be I, able to hang mm-hmm. out with the people that I hang out with mm-hmm. all the time and make sure that we're all safe and you know stuff like that so it's, it's good to see faces and be around people again That's oh yeah, yeah for sure for sure um so This week, guys, the topic that we're going to talk about is racial identity. And I know last week we were like not sure. Like, are we going to hit them with another serious episode? (laughs) Are we going to like do something fun? But Robert like reminded me that I have been wanting to talk about this since we were on like our holiday hiatus. So the reason that this topic like even came to mind was because I am half Chinese, half Jamaican, but I'm like 
I guess Asian passing is I don't know if they would call it that or not like um I have like a lot of Asian features and because I'm like like a darker skinned Asian they think that I'm just Filipino or fucking like Cambodian or Thai you know one of like the browner Asian groups (laughs) and because I straighten my hair a lot you know I look fucking Chinese or not Chinese I look Asian they never think I'm Chinese but I'm Chinese and Jamaican and so I feel like every time I'm in the building and then like a group of Asian people walk in, they kind of like scope out the area and then they like see me and then it's kind of like a, you know, like looking at each <laughs> other kind of thing. Or sometimes if it's like a group of girls, they'll kind of like give me side eye like I'm some competition. And so we were hanging out with... Um, I'm not even going to say who it is because like, that's probably too much information. We were hanging out with one of Robert's friends and his girlfriend was there and I'm meeting her for the first time and I don't know what she's, but she looked Chinese to me. And so when we like, um, when she first came up there, I felt like I felt the vibe of like the like threatened vibe a little bit. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm like, girl, I'm not trying to steal your man. So I know she's a strong personality too. I feel like her personality is big. Oh yeah. Girl, yeah. She was fucking that <laughs> shit that night. Um, but anyways, I just, I, and then another group of Asian people walked in after that and they're all just like, keep looking at me. And I'm like, why does it immediately give us this like little connection that I cannot relate to because like even though I look fully Asian I don't identify with being Asian and this is an issue that I felt for a long time because growing up I was born in Jamaica so I was raised with like Jamaican culture and I moved to America when I was seven and when I moved to America, obviously, I'm this, like, little Asian girl that has a Jamaican accent. And I'm, like, I didn't think it was weird until everyone around me, since, like, obviously, like, everyone has an American accent here, or most people, um, made fun of me for it. And it, <laughs> and so I remember moving to America and getting bullied for being Jamaican, but also being Asian. Everyone from the kids in school to teachers would bully me yeah about I mean, it. a jamaican accent is usually like thick like when i first met your mom and your mom was like her accent's not even thick though yeah but she's like it's more than yours so i'm not well, used to well, it well duh because i don't yeah. have one anymore yeah so she when i hear, hear her like on her on the phone with her friends and she's like nah, 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 nah. i'm like jackie what girl you speak you speak jamaican it's just one of those things that like you look at somebody and you like have a perception of like what they're gonna sound like mm-hmm. so then once you like see them like speaking and it's totally different than what you thought it was gonna be you're you like off. what but i mean in terms of the whole like when you walk into a room and other asian people because i'll tell you right now all my friends when i whenever like introduce you're like oh she's asian is she asian da, 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 da. so that's something like a normal thing and i think that with asians it's a like it's a minority group so i think my all minorities spanish asian black whatever once spanish you, is not even a minority really well There's i'm so just many. i'm just saying like yeah. I, I, every other everyone else who's not white yeah when you walk into a room our natural instinct is to look to see if somebody else is there that looks like you why you know you, you've never felt that before no oh uh, yeah as, as, a, <laughs> as a as a black guy i like go into because but that's the thing yeah. you're a black guy i'm chinese and jamaican yeah but so what am i gonna look for around for the room for chinese people yeah, or, yeah, or yeah, black but people you're chinese like and, i don't you're chinese and jamaican but you look asian so that's that's why the asians are looking at you and being like I know, but I don't feel Asian. That's the issue that I'm trying to explain is like, I don't identify with being Asian at all. Mm -hmm. So it's weird to me whenever people, I, so that, that's automatically like, okay, they're trying to find a, a commonality Mm -hmm. between us. And I'm like, but I don't even identify with it. And so it was always weird because 
like I was saying, like growing up, um, like everyone always saw me as like being Chinese, especially because I also have like a Chinese last name. Like my name is my last name is Chung, and so that puts me even further into like an Asian category. Um, but yeah, I remember like. People, like, this one guy, I was at work when I was, like, 18 years old, and he was, like, giving out pamphlets for something, and then tried to give me one in Chinese. And I'm like, sir, I'm sp- I'm speaking to you, <laughs> and I'm speaking in English with no accent. You know what I'm saying? It's just so weird, because I, if, if I'm thinking about myself, I identify more with being Jamaican because I was born in Jamaica. I was raised in Jamaica. My Chinese father and my Chinese grandmother are both born and raised in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And they speak Chinese, but they they all have they both have um Jamaican accents. They still live in Jamaica. They've never lived anywhere but Jamaica. And so even from like that standpoint, I don't even have that influence at all because even my fully Chinese like side of my family is from Jamaica. And like when we were little, I used to eat some Chinese food in terms of like just like little super little things. Like I know I we use chopsticks and stuff like that, but um, it was nothing heavy and that was a, that was the extent to what the culture was to me, you know, and being because I moved from them, like from that influence when I was seven. I mean, that's that was the end of my Chinese influence. Like my mom is Jamaican and obviously I moved with her. So I've continued to have that influence in my life. And like all of her friends are Jamaican and even the people that she's like been dating or married or whatever mm-hmm. have also been Jamaican. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, if you if I were to try to go and hang out with like Jamaican people or I meet someone who is Jamaican and every time I'm telling them like, oh, I'm Jamaican too, they look at me like I'm fucking crazy, like I'm lying, and yeah. I'm like, duh. But I mean, it's one of those things that your looks is like the Asian or whatever. And I think that is like bled over a little bit because I mean, you really like like Asian cuisine and then like but that I connects don't, yeah. a lot of. But I don't like it because I'm Asian. I just like it because that shit tastes good. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That's what, and that's another thing. When people always ask me, like, oh, what's your favorite food? I feel like they just expect me to say Asian food because I'm Asian. But is that your favorite food? Yeah. Yeah, so I love but, Asian but I'm food. like, but it's not because I'm yeah, Asian. I know, I know. But what happens if, like, you know, not like subconsciously or nothing like that, but like, because, you know, a lot of people are connected to their culture sometimes just by food, you know? Yeah, but that's not the reason why. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because. Like, we had some Chinese food, but it wasn't a lot. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just like Asian food because it's really good. Like, there's so many people in this world who love Asian food as their favorite cuisine. But I know once I say it to someone, they're like, duh, she's Asian. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that, like, your looks are, like, 100% a thing. But, like, what you identify with is 100% something else. So, I guess, like... and It's just hard to balance. It would be me, like... um, looking like black but like identifying with like indian you know because then all of a sudden black people who see me are like oh he's black but Mm -hmm. if you yourself doesn't identify with that culture then all of a sudden do you understand how that can be a little bit like no yeah i get it 100 percent unnerving a little bit when everyone like obviously you know as much as people try not to judge people you judge people it's Mm -hmm. literally human nature so whenever they see me they automatically because you know people judge me super hard already because like every time i'm fucking friends with someone i always get the comments six months down the road wow this is not what i thought you were gonna be like every single time so imagine that 
coupled with, oh, I also thought you were a different race than you really are on the inside. Do you、mm. know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just always been like the, like the strangest like, feeling to me because I'm not Chinese enough to like, hang out with. Asian people or like Chinese people, but I'm also not black enough to hang out with black people.、Mm-hmm. And I know that's like a struggle that a lot of mixed people experience. I, I know a lot of black and like half black, half white people will feel that because obviously, like you don't fit into either group because you're not white enough for them, but then you're not black enough. Because you know, once, once like you're white, but you have a drop of something else, you don't look white anymore,、mm-hmm. you know? But like also, you know how. Like, there's like colorism with like, when, like, the black community of like、yeah. being like light skinned、mm-hmm. or dark skinned. So it's just like I never know, like, it's just I never know where I fit in. And I don't know if that like is part of the reason why I've always had so much like social anxiety, just because I never felt like I, I fit in anywhere. And like, me when I was being myself was like bullied for it. Like, when I was little and I had a Jamaican accent, people would, would make fun of me for it. And so I remember like trying, like, Working, like practicing on not having an accent and choosing, specifically choosing words when I spoke that were more American than like like English or like Jamaican. Cause you know, like the British colony,、mm. you know, they colonized Jamaica. So I remember like trash can, like, you know, the trash, I used to call it the rubbish bin. And so I was trying not to say that because I didn't want. To sound different, different、yeah. because everyone made fun of me for it.、Yeah. And like, I remember one time,、um, I was probably in like the fourth or fifth grade. And like, I guess you know how kids kind of just say shit just to kind of start conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when they don't know what to say, they just kind of like talk shit just, just because. So this kid would always be like on the bus, he would always be like, Oh, where are you from again? And I'm like, Jamaica. Like, I would always answer so reluctantly. And then he would always tell me, like, Oh, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Let me see your passport. You need to bring your passport with you to school so I can see where you were born. Was he Jamaican? No. Because、oh. I'm like, I feel like our friend、um, Alicia, when you first told her that you were Jamaican, she was like, What? But then, like, once you, like, once she started, like, hanging out with you and, like, I don't know, asked you a couple things that I guess only Jamaicans would know. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> not like, things、oh, that、yeah. only Jamaican people like, would know. Because I'm like, once you like, went over to their house and like, because I mean, obviously everybody's lifestyle is different. So they'll have like ginger root and like y'all have shit like that on the counter and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Y'all are like drinking tea all the time, stuff like that, you know? So it's one of those things that, because I, I mean, so I do see, you understand how culturally is what I'm saying? Culturally, like, I identify more with being Jamaican because like you see me and Alicia、yeah. and like, Her mom and like whatever, and how we're all just like like the same shit, and、mm. you know, personalities are like low key too similar. <laughs>、um, but then, like, could you imagine me in the room with like a like a Chinese person? Yeah. And like, have you ever tried though? To t- talk to like, a, like, I don't have any Asian friends. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, but I'm saying, have you ever tried to have an Asian friend? Like, yeah. Have you ever seen somebody who was Asian was like, oh, I think they're cool. Like, let me try to like talk to no, them. I'm not gonna specifically be someone's friend because of their race. Yeah,、so、but、no. I mean, like, in general, like, because you have saying, I ever had an Asian friend? Because you're saying how, like, you, you felt like you didn't fit in with the Asian. So I'm like, have you ever had a, that interaction with an Asian person that to the point where it could have been a friendship? Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I've had, I have, I, I have had friendships with Asians. Like, Kat is Asian.、Mm-hmm. Kat's half Filipino. And、um, in, like, through, Was it elementary? Elementary and like high school. Like, I did have another Filipino friend.、Um, oh, and I dated a Filipino, like a half Filipino. But even then, Filipinos are like spicy Asians. Do you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, the Chinese culture is a lot more like strict, a lot more like 
of what I'm like referring to. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot more like a uh, different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the Filipino culture would be like a little bit more similar to like American culture. I feel like. Um, don't drag me for that. If any Filipinos hear that, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I just don't. I just don't identify with being Chinese. So it sucks to like look like something that you don't identify with because sometimes I even forget that I'm Asian. Do you know what I'm saying? In the sense that like I'm like I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like. I'm dead ass Asian. Because <laughs> I don't feel Asian at all. I don't feel Asian. I'm like, is that, can anyone relate to this? Because it's like, I don't know if this sounds like horrible for me to be saying or not, but. Sounds like Loki, like a uh, type of like body dysmorphia type of thing. Except for it's not your body that you're like, you're not like, oh, I'm so fat. You're like, oh, I just kind of don't feel like I belong fit in that body. Yeah. yeah. Um,. Yeah, it's it's such a strange thing, um, and it's it just came up to me, and it, it just is highlighted whenever I'm in like situations like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I like the closest thing that I even have to even like being in that realm. Let's just go ahead and p- unpack it. <laughs> um, uh... <laughs> Like, he don't, don't want to say it, guys. It has to be a conversation, but yeah. I'm like, I, you I guess I've never it? really like talked about it on the podcast, so I'm like, you've like alluded to it, mm-hmm. but you've never like flat out been like, yeah. So I mean, there's there's so many people who have already known that like a lot of my friend group are white people. Not not to say that like Brittany's Asian, one of my best friends, Alicia. Like I have other other parts of my friend group that are like you know people of color but your main is yeah. like yeah and i'm i guess i'm trying to like when i say i'm packet i'm like i want to know why it is that you know things are the way that they are now because when i was younger and when i was growing up i didn't have any white friends mm-hmm. so i mean like when i was in middle school high school things like that i was on the basketball team so a lot of my team a lot of my teammates were either black or spanish and things like that to I mean, why there's they're a white, white here and there but i mean if you're white you're, you're a shooter that's it so you know you're a shooter <laughs> <laughs> like shooting shoot. Like you like like white white boys were known for like shooting like shooting threes. Oh really? Like somebody's like dunking, going to the like you know super athletic athletic. It's like a black person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can I just like pause for a second, bitch? We are gonna get dragged for this. I feel like everything. You know when race comes up, people get really sensitive. Yeah, but about I mean, it. if you play basketball or something like that, then you know. You know, like <laughs> I guess if I'm playing if I'm playing a team and there's a whole bunch of black people and there's one white person, he's at the three point line. <laughs> I don't even like obviously no I know what that means though like the three is the farthest Mm -hmm. from the hoop and you'll get three points for it so I know what you're talking about (laughs) but I'm just gagged because like if if people can actually relate to this like that is hilarious if if people watch like anybody who watches sports or like plays certain (laughs) sports knows 1000% so in middle school and stuff like that I mean all my friends were black I mean I I think that the main change that happened was that, like I had one of my best friends ever we were we met in like elementary school black kid um uh, my parents have always made sure that we like grew up in like nice areas you know more fortunate but at the same time they would take us into areas that were less fortunate so mm-hmm. I went to the boys and girls club if you guys live in Florida like on in, in Carver Shores so like Carver Shores is like a rough area, you know? So my parents would drive us... Is that us, over here? Yeah. Like in Orlando? It's oh, like, I've never it, heard it, of that. Yeah, it's in Orlando, but it's like Carver Shores, Pine Hills area. Okay, no Pine Hills. <laughs> yeah. So my parents would take us 
like after school from Metro West. They're like, don't forget where you came from, bitch. Yeah, literally drive us to freaking Carver Shores, drop us off. And it was probably one of the best times of my life just because it just like you said, how you how you feel like you didn't fit in. It feels really good to go to a place where you know you fit in. Yeah. Okay. And so I I have something to say to that. So I think another reason that I never had a lot of Asian friends growing up was because I grew up in the fucking ghetto. I went to ghetto schools. Like, I went to Boone Middle School. Bitch, we had Sir 13 marked all over the school. We had bomb threats every other weekend, fights every single day. Like, I went to school in the ghetto. So I feel like within, like, just, um, like, demographics, a lot of Asian people are wealthier. And so we didn't really have a lot of Asian people in my school. Like, it was, like, a lot of Mexicans, a lot... And a lot of black people. Yeah, but I mean, you're, if your mom wanted to, she could find. But where, that's that's where I was like zoned for. Yeah. So, but no, I mean like after school activity. That's what I'm saying. Like, if she if she really wanted to, she but, could be like, you could. But I grew up with. But why would she do that? Because I didn't grow up. Yeah, Asian, yeah, no, you know I what know. I get, what, I, get, I get what you're saying. But what I'm saying is that's what my parents did. They made sure that like, oh, okay. But I'm saying I was already around black people. Is what yeah, I'm saying, which yeah. is what we identify with. Mm-hmm. So that's. There's no reason for her to do that. Yeah. It would be unusual for her to try to get me around Asian people when I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, we, we didn't grow up Asian. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually had a lot of Asian friends um, when I lived in Jamaica. I just It just occurred to me. A lot of my friends' group were Asian because of the area of um, Jamaica. I'm from Mandeville. Um, had a lot of, like, different cultures in it. So I had, like, people... Who, I had white friends growing up. I had black friends growing up. But I also had a lot of Asian friends growing up. And it's only when I got to, like, America that it was, like, the Asian... I guess my Asian friend group kind of, like, fell off, obviously. And, like, I had... Like, all my friends were always, like, black. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was even different being friends with um, Asian people in Jamaica because they're also Jamaican. So at the same at that point we are the same mm-hmm. cuz they still have their jamaican culture along with their asian culture you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so back to what i was saying before with the whole boys and girls club story um it was dope to be around people that i'm like okay well this makes sense i fit in here because i would, i grew up in metro west i went to gotha i went to olympia Wait, it's a so, predominantly white area oh, okay so it's not that i i never it was weird cuz when i was in those places it's not like i didn't fit in i didn't i never had the feeling of like i don't fit in like oh i'm the only black guy in my class yeah, like, it wasn't i didn't weird. feel that at all yeah i always That's good. i always played but like I, like i said basketball was a huge part of my life do you feel like that Maybe the reason that you didn't feel that was because you played basketball, yeah, so you 1, were cool. Yeah, you know, it was one of those things that once you play basketball, you know everybody else at all the other schools. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, a lot of the people who are on other teams are black, and they're like, "Wow, he plays basketball!" <laughs> He's so cool. So it was definitely one of those things that like not only connected me back to my like culture, but it was one of those things that I I used to excel while in like middle school, high school, things like that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, oh, yeah, back to the experience of me having one of my best friends who are black, middle school, blah, blah, blah. So, when, growing up, I stayed in Metro West while he stayed in Carver Shores. We met at the Boys and Girls Club or whatever. And his home situation was way different than mine. Mm. So, his parents, like, you know, did drugs, oh things my like God, that. Really? Yeah, it was he a very. Would tell you that? Yeah. It was a very un, unstable, like, living environment. So. Him being one of my best friends, I wanted to make sure that, like, he was, like, safe and, like, Aww. you know, yeah. protected, Robert. shit like that. So, I mean, I used to, like, because, I mean, he was less fortunate, so I would give him my clothes. Like, oh, my God, Robert, <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> it was really, like, one of those, like, friendships. Yeah. So, I mean, 
it was one of those things that like I like you know cherish and as we like grew up we were still friends all that stuff I mean it ended in a very like dramatic way that's the guy yeah so oh my god <laughs> wait <laughs> wow hold on I did not realize that was this you've never told me this story yeah. I've always heard I don't even think I've heard about the boys and girls story mm-hmm. but I knew about that story separately and yeah. you never explained how wow so I can sum that story up real short. It doesn't have to be something that needs to be like I get into it, but like like I said, he was, I, he was <laughs> he was at my house a lot of the time. And um I have a older sister, a younger sister, my mom and my dad. So um uh, it came it became into a situation where as we all got older, him and my younger sister started trying to like you know fuck around and do shit blah 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 and it was one of those things that like I was very strict and straightforward of like I don't want that happening that's not something that I'm like cool with it's not something that I will ever be cool with and I think that both of them knew that which is why they like did it behind your back yeah exactly so once that happened it made me turn off anything that had to do with like that situation so there was a lot of friends that I had that he had that because we were all going to the same middle school stuff like that so I just cut that all off and once I did that, it gave me time to sit, sit back and reevaluate what I thought of the friendship altogether as a whole. Because I personally believe it was one of those friendships that you have for that you had for a long time and you just get comfortable in and you're like, we're going to always be friends because we've always been friends. So to me, those are the ones that can be the most dangerous just because you're doing it out of just being comfortable. I've known you my whole entire life. I've known you through middle school, high school, elementary school. We'll always be friends. Like, that's not, that's, that wasn't the case. So you, you kind of, like, get comfortable with not thinking that they would ever do anything bad to you? Or not, or just not thinking, that, like, just thinking that they'll always be there. Yeah. So once I had the time to sit back and, like, reevaluate it, it made me realize that the friendship itself is what I feel with a lot of uh, friendships with other black guys. Is the fact that people want to see you do well until you're doing better than them. You know, okay, so I think it's funny that you're bringing that up because I never met him. I know he was like a really big part of your life, but Mm -hmm. I think probably, I think your whole like falling out happened a year or or so before because we've been friends for six years now. So I think it was like a year or two before. I mean, I, I hadn't even started working at Bubba Gump yet. I hadn't even started working at yeah, it. Yeah, I was young. Yeah, it, yeah probably, mm-hmm. okay, probably like two or three So I then. think it's like two or three years, mm-hmm. yeah. But do you remember who you were friends with? Who was always beefing with me until he fucked you over? That guy, I don't even remember his name. The, oh, Alex Smith Johnson, probably? I don't remember he's his name. Guy, right? The black guy, yeah, the black named... guy who was like a lawyer or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And for some reason, he felt super threatened mm-hmm. by our friendship. Mm-hmm. And so he, I was like, Robert, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. You're like, no, it's my friend. He's my friend. <laughs> my friend. And yeah. then he fucked you over. Yeah. yeah. So it was one of those things that I definitely get caught that vibe from him. The whole like, I want you to do be- good, but like not as good as me. Yeah. So once I started realizing that, it's not even that I'm like, oh, I'm just writing off having any black friends at all. I didn't want to have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> like oh I wasn't somebody who was like once that happened I'm like oh I need a new friend group I need new people to hang out with I wanted to be alone and by myself so yeah because it was like a huge deal yeah it was definitely a huge deal just because I would I would compare it to when I stopped nursing school and like my core was shaken it was that mm-hmm. again but just when I was younger mm-hmm. so I like I said there are certain points in your life that you can mark as milestones or mark as like very prolific events that caused the, or changed who you are forever. Yeah. 
I know it's that we're not even talking about like friendships or stuff like that, but I do have a I have a person in my life who was there for a really long time who like the friendship ended not in a similar way, but it was very very dramatic and something that I never expected to happen at all. And um not that it's relevant to the story, but she was also Asian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she like that. Just like it just, it just changes you. So I mean, back then I didn't want to have any friends. I didn't want to hang out with anybody. Um, I had just started working at Bubba Gump, and um, Josh was my uh, trainer. We've already had this, had that story too, where I started working there. And I hated him at first because I thought he was a douche. He gave me like you know very douchey white guy vibes, and I'm yeah. like. I just had, I judged him. Yeah. I judged him super hard right off the bat. So then uh, Raphael, another one of our friends, um, he, we used to talk at work, you know, just very casually. Like, I'm one of those people that I can have casual conversations at work, but it doesn't mean that we're friends. Yeah. So I think that he felt the vibe of like me being cool with him and was like, oh, I think he's like cool, you know, I think he's cool. So yeah. it was to the point where he was inviting me out a lot. Oh, really? And this is back when I like wasn't really trying to fuck with nobody. So I kept telling him no, 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 over and over and over again. But I think after like a year or so of him just, Constantly being, being like, persistent. yeah, I'm going downtown. We're doing this. We're doing that. Aren't we're doing you so this. happy you went to yeah. hang out? <laughs> I finally went with him to a soccer game. So um, uh, I went to the soccer game. We went to Josh's house to pregame. I was literally going to go home. I was in Raph's car when he told me that we were going to Josh's house. And I was like, drop me back off. <laughs> 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 I was like, I don't want to go. Drop me back off. But and now Josh is your fucking best friend. Yeah. So it's one of those. It's one of those things that like I kind of fell into a group of people who are kind of like established, and it just worked out to the be the point where I associate really well with all of them. So yeah. it's not even like I went out and was like, I'm Looking only hanging out with white people. Exactly. Yeah. It was one of those things that I went into a group and. For me, I, I, all, I tell people this all the time. I cherish a genuine connection. Yeah. So the fact is, is that Everyone's I found a super re- cool. Exactly. Yeah. I found a really cool, genuine like connection with all these people. And the other thing is, is that these are people that want to hang out. They want to go places. They want to travel. They want to do things. They want to the see the world. Not saying that there's not, there's black people that don't want to do that. But with my experience, the black friends that I had, we were, just hanging out, playing video games. Yeah. Joking around, shit like that. And that could also just be because you guys were young. Younger, yeah. And yeah. I mean like you didn't have the accessibility. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, I've also seen some of the people that I've hung out with then and like they're like traveling and doing stuff like that too. But I mean like they're like smoking weed all all, all day, like some of them are like, you know, in into like selling drugs and shit. Once again, still not a bad thing, but it's not my vibe, you know? <laughs> But I mean, I don't want you guys to like get me wrong. That's why I'm saying that like I don't have an all white friend group or I have all kinds of friends. So I it's mean, super mixed, yeah. yeah, like the trip that we went on to Amsterdam, that was all people of color who wanted to travel, who wanted mm-hmm. to see the world, who wanted to do things. So it's like I just like to find people who are like minded and like me. And it just so happens that that's what the group, um, what, what their race has turned out to be. Um, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. It's not just all white. I no, mean, I'm just saying, yeah. like, for that group, mm-hmm. it's like, it just happened to be that. Oh, that when we went to Amsterdam? No, for, like, Josh and Cassie and Oh, them. okay, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, so how do you feel about you being, like, the only black guy around? And, like, I know that when black people see you hanging out with them, that mm-hmm. you've been judged for it. Yeah. Just, like, when we first started being friends, we used to get dirty looks from, like, black girls all the time, remember? Mm, yeah. And, like, someone even, one of them even, uh, like, had the balls enough to be like, oh, you can't hang out with, like, 
um, women your own color or something like that. Remember? Yeah, they said some like slick shit. Some yeah. slick shit because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, hang out. Like, you know, black men are for black girls type shit. And I'm yeah. like, girl, you can have him. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be trying to pass me off. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, nah, I mean, it feels weird, I would say. But I mean, it's not something that like bothers, bothers me. You. Because yeah. I'm like, to me, for you to have that judgment, because this whole idea that like black people can't be racist, I get where it comes from. Mm-hmm. So black people can't be racist in the terms of like black people o- be oppressing against, a white yeah. person. Mm-hmm. But do I think that black people can be very close-minded when it comes down to interactions with white people? Yes. The reason why I can like think this is because I have experienced it with something as simple as like my family you know like there's always the jokes of like oh white people can't cook chicken white people can't season food da, 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 stuff like that but it's like once those types of like judgments and things like that stop you from wanting to interact with that group of individuals as a whole then that's when it becomes a problem so i made sure to always use my own personal judgment when I'm deciding or trying to find out who it is that I want to hang out with, whether that's a black person, a white person, it doesn't matter. I always make sure that I'm using my own clear judgment and I know that all I want in a genuine friendship is a genuine connection. Mm -hmm. So the group of people that I have like landed in, it wasn't something that I purposely sought out. It was that connection was there and I kind of went ahead and I ran with it. So I personally think if I want somebody to get anything out of this podcast is that you need to be bold enough to be who you are, hang out with whoever the fuck you want and realize that whatever people say doesn't matter just because yeah, you're, you might be getting judged hard. People might be make, cracking jokes or whatever, but guess what? Those are the same people who are in shitty ass friendships where, yeah. you know, they're like, like, like you before, like in terms of, <laughs> In terms of you really didn't know what a good friendship was until you were in one, you know, like when I was like calling you to like see how your day was going when I was like, (laughs) you know, literally doing the bare minimum, you know, it's like to you it was weird and it was like, you know, foreign because you just hadn't experienced that before. So Mm -hmm. there's plenty of people out there who are in like whack ass, like we're just, we lived in the same neighborhood for our whole entire life. So we're friends. I refuse to do that. Yeah. Exactly. That's why you're willing to cut off someone that's been in your life, your entire life. Yeah. Which I can respect because you already know me and I have such a hard time cutting people out of my life. Yeah. Which I wish I didn't. And I get why it's hard because like I said, you become comfortable with that person's presence. So Yeah, the familiarity. Yeah, so once you're like, how, what does the rest of my life look like without that person there? That's what that's where shit becomes scary. But yeah, you to have me, to get rid of things that aren't serving you. Yeah. you know, because it's okay to outgrow people. It's okay to outgrow friendships. There's a friendship that I feel like I've outgrown recently, and we've been friends since middle school. But she's been posting some crazy ass Trump religious shit <laughs> online, and I'm just like not down for it. I cannot. Yeah. Like keep that shit in my mm-hmm. circle, you know. I'm like, to me, it has never been like a black and white thing, and mm-hmm. I think that it's just a personality thing. I think that in general, everybody else who looks at me and judges that needs to get out of that mindset because that mindset is what's gotten us into the shits as it is now. You yeah, know? like look if at that, yourself in the mirror, and like I feel like sometimes people, if they judge you in that way, it's actually like them envying what you have and not knowing how to like express those feelings, so they're just gonna like talk shit. Yeah, and I'm like, imagine cutting off a whole entire like race because you're like of like a stereotype. Yeah, because I mean, 
it, it's cool when like black people can do it to like white people, but obviously white like black people wouldn't want that type of stereotype to be put on them, yeah. you know. So in general, we all need to like cut the shit, cut out the stereotypes. Like it's it's fun to like joke and shit. I did, whenever people are like, oh ha ha ha, talking black guy, it doesn't bother me. It's not mm-hmm. something that I'm like, oh my god, my feelings are hurt, <laughs> you know. But I mean, I'm like, it's one of those things that make me think. Where is that joke coming from? Yeah. And what's the actual meaning behind the mm-hmm. joke? Yeah. But at the same time, I know who I am. So yeah. it's not, it's one of those things that like, you guys can laugh about her and do whatever. But at the same time, these are my friends that were like, you're like, I'm still having a great yeah, time. We're like traveling the world. <laughs> we're seeing new things. We're doing new things. And they don't judge me for me. And I don't judge them for being them. Yeah. Like, it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. Like Taylor. Taylor's super dope white girl. You would see her on Instagram and probably think that she's super preppy, shit like that. But guess what? That bitch is twerking to fucking, like, you know, rap music. She's getting up on tables, acting wild. Like, you know, she's authentically herself. Yeah. So it's like, I I feel like that's the energy that I'm drawn to. Mm-hmm. I'm drawn to people who know that their image makes them fit a mold and they decide to break it anyway. Yeah. Like, that's, that's dope to me. The fact that you're like, I know that people see me and they think this. But, but guess I'm what? Do I'm going to do whatever yeah, whatever it is that I want to do. So I'm like, I'm, I'm realizing the more I go through life that I'm attracted to that energy mm-hmm. and that that's the important thing because I'm like, I'm not going to hang out with you just because me just and you because, are black. Just because, literally just because. Or, no, or, like sometimes it's literally just a race thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not hanging out with you just because you're black, just because mm-hmm. we have the same upbringing. That's not... That's, that's not enough. Yeah, yeah, that's not enough. There no, we go. I totally feel that. No one has my upbringing, so I can't even, like, <laughs> make friends on that basis. But, no, I, I feel you. And that's why I think that, like, you and I have, like, dope-ass friends in our lives mm-hmm. now. Because we, we, like, cut the shit, you yeah. know? Because I'm like, it's, it's whack. Like, the whole idea of, like, it's the same thing as, like, you shouldn't be dating outside your waist. It's whack. All of it mm-hmm. is whack. If you yeah. are cutting off a whole entire human being who has their own experiences something that you can learn from them because I've lived my life experience. So Mm -hmm. me being friends with only people who are lived that same parallel life experience doesn't teach me growth. That's boring. Yeah. It doesn't teach me growth. It doesn't force me to change. I want to be around people who like inspire me. Yeah. People who make you want to like do better, be better. Make me like confident people Mm -hmm. who appreciate my presence, you know, like all of that is really important and all of that trumps, the fact that you're white, black, Spanish, yeah. African, purple, green, like, you know, like, it trumps that. It means more. So to the listener out there, if I had a message that I wanted to convey to you guys, you know, from listening to this podcast, I would want you to realize that it is dope to be yourself, that fitting the mold is boring, and that there's other people out there that like the weird shit that you, that you do, like the, the weird way that you dress, like the weird food that you taste you know like so don't worry about the people that judge you because you're standing out i think you should be more focused on finding the people who match your energy Mm -hmm. and who are proud of you for being yourself Mm -hmm. um and i think you know from my experience and just like reflecting on everything i think it's just important to realize that at the end of the day like you have to live with yourself you don't want to be on your deathbed wishing that I would have done something you know what I mean you don't want to have a list of regrets you want to have like a list of like memories that you've made Mm -hmm. and like that's super cheesy but like (laughs) fuck it wear the outfit get the tattoo get the piercing nothing is really that serious you know what I'm saying it really is never that serious and to the people who bullied me in the past 
fuck you guys because now you guys are trying to date me and be my friend and I don't want it. So don't be mean to people and fucking raise your children not to be mean to people. Raise them to realize that everyone's going to be different. Even someone that you grew up with, like there's still going to be differences and our differences are what make us who we are mm-hmm. and that shit's dope and we're here for it. Be you, y'all. Be you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this is going to wrap up this week's episode of R&B Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure you check out our website. I did update it a little bit, make it a little bit spicier, it's you know? Nice. It's nice. And so make sure you um, go on to rnbpodcast.com and check that out, and then check out our Instagram. It's at the official R&B, underscore R&B, and my Instagram is brvtt. Yes, and um, uh, before I, you know, we signed off, I wanted to let you guys know that our DMs are always open. We're looking for a good conversation topics, things that you guys would like us to discuss on the podcast. So we're always listening, always watching. Slide in there if you want. Uh, my Instagram is Rob Bates, R-O-B-B-A-T-E-S-S. Oh, yeah, and shout out to all of the new followers that we've gotten recently which is like super cool to mm-hmm. see that you guys actually give a fuck <laughs> shout out to you guys we see you <laughs> for sure um and we're so glad that you guys are enjoying the content so we'll see you guys next week bye bye